0: Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Welcome to The Wrap, where we dive deeper in Sunday Sermon. This is Pastor Luis, and I'm sitting right here with Pastor Brian, who just spoke on our series, Red Letters with the story of Zacchaeus. So, Pastor Brian, I was wondering if, as we start this podcast, you could, um, in really brief few words, tell us about
1: the story of Zacchaeus so that we remind ourselves what it's all about. Well, who doesn't know the story of Zacchaeus? I mean, uh, (laughs) you remember that song? Uh, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he climbed up a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And uh, Jesus walks under that tree calls him by name, uh, tells him to hurry down because he wants to stay with him. And Zacchaeus immediately responds, um, and, uh, and, and his life is completely changed. He, he, uh, he takes on uh, something that wasn't even asked of him, but he just realized that because Jesus is now in his heart, in his life, uh, he was not going to do what he used to do. So it's a story that you, know, you may have heard growing up in, the, in kids' church, um, I actually talked with several people uh, at church that were telling me that they had never even really heard a message about Zacchaeus like from an adult perspective. Um, so it was it was uh, yeah it was definitely a, a really good time. And of course the idea was looking at the red letters of Jesus, you know, and and what he says, um, and how in this case what he said really brought you know as I said you know healing for the past, change for the present and purpose for the future. And so that's what happened in the life of Zacchaeus and it's what can happen in our lives. That's awesome. And it's really cool that
0: uh, Pastor Brian and I are right now sitting on the second floor of our wonderful building at the Rex and we are looking at trees. Look at those beautiful trees. Beautiful trees. So we can imagine Zacchaeus um, climbing up the tree, just as my son does so many times, trying to take a peek at Jesus, wanting to make sure that Jesus uh, is not passing through the crowd uh, without maybe having a chance to see Zacchaeus or Zacchaeus just wanting to see this Savior that everybody's talking about. Um, And one thing that really um, touched me in your message yesterday, Pastor Brian, as I was hearing it, is the point that you brought to our attention on how Jesus was seeking Zacchaeus, even from uh, the beginning, it was it didn't happen just when Zacchaeus uh, climbed that tree, but it happened way before that. Even uh, you, you brought to our attention the, the idea of a sycamore tree that was planted there for a reason, yeah. and I thought that was such a cool point because so often you know we we hear songs sung in church. Oh, I found Jesus, like you mentioned, you know, written by the lyrics, which are not necessarily wrong, but we we really live in a culture where it's all about us trying to perform or even when we come to, you know, describing what faith is, it's all about us. We think we're the hero
1: of our story. Yeah. That's not
0: true. But here you you hear uh, (coughs) Jesus really finding Zacchaeus, you Mm -hmm. know, Jesus seeking out Zacchaeus. So I wonder if you could elaborate on that idea of us being sought after by the Savior for so long.
1: Yeah. Um, that, that is something that I've thought about a lot, how we have a tendency real easily, um, to just, you know, assume that we're the hero of our story. We're the ones that are, um, in charge of our destiny and we, we have to make the the right choices and, um, you know, it's so good to realize that we're not, we're not the center of the, of the universe and we are a part of God's bigger story and, um, and God's bigger story includes us, and, and we should be so grateful uh, and humbled by the fact that he offers his grace to all those who would um, who would receive him and, and, and seek after him. But the, the reality is that, that, you know, um, he has been seeking us out long before. It's uh, anybody that has ears to hear uh, and uh, and ears to, to listen, um, the call is out there. You know, anybody can open up the Bible, and, and I believe that you know as as we'll probably talk about in a little bit you know god does plant sycamores all throughout mm-hmm. our lives and um you know and i i know that for some people it might seem like it's easier you know if it's a lot easier for someone that's born on in the western hemisphere you know mm-hmm. in a in a in a in a home in a, in a home that has this tradition of going to church than yeah. than in the and then in the eastern uh side of of the world uh where there's uh different religions that are mm-hmm. that are you know offered to them and so uh you know it would seem like this even maybe it's not fair right mm-hmm. but i think the the responsibility also falls on us to to do what jesus told us mm-hmm. to do when he went to heaven he had you know one mandate for us is for us to go out into the all the nations and and spread the good news and the reality is this too is you know even in all its forms christianity is truly um mm is truly visible. Mm-hmm. Like, if any any country of the world... I mean, I was just watching a documentary on um, uh, the incredible phenomenon, uh, The Chosen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jonathan Rumi, who plays uh, Jesus, and just how you know, people can have different opinions on on that. You know, it, it can be kind of dangerous, you know, someone that now is the visible representation of mm-hmm. Jesus, that, you know, we, we all understand that, but the reality is no one can deny mm-hmm. that they know who, who this Jesus is now. This, this, this series alone is in 175 countries now, mm-hmm. and it's only growing. So my, my point in saying that, that it is obvious, and if that wasn't enough, you know, Romans 1 reminds us that creation mm-hmm. is there to testify yeah. that God, you know, exists, and so, Anybody that that, um, would just take a moment to try to even think about eternity, and the Bible says that eternity is in people's hearts, they can't deny that there's something, someone out there. And so um, it's just interesting how God does place all these opportunities, uh, but it's also easy for us to pass them by.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, I don't remember the name of a story, but I I know I was reading it when I was growing up, of this uh, little boy who gets lost in the forest. and. Um, You know, he dropped some stones, you know, along the path and to find his way back. He just basically retraced his steps, looking at the stones. Mm -hmm. And I feel like God is kind of placing nuggets like this in our lives that helps us find our way back to Mm -hmm, him. mm -hmm. Not by our own strength, but it's been planted by God uh, almost before the foundation of the world. He orchestrated all these events for a reason
1: to bring us to him. Let me interject something because one thing I did say and I didn't expound too much on. is is Zacchaeus acknowledging his limitations. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm reminded of the story of of this boy that was uh, lost in a a supermarket Mm -hmm. and um, oblivious that Mm -hmm. he's lost. So Mm -hmm. he's happy, you know, someone's taking care of him. And it's not until he sees his parents arrive that all of a sudden he realizes, oh my goodness, I was lost and starts to cry. And I think a lot of times there's so many people in this world, they're not they're not they don't realize they're yeah. lost yeah so Zacchaeus why why is Zacchaeus different because Zacchaeus acknowledged his limitations and wanted to do something about it and was so desperate to see this Jesus because deep down he had everything he had riches mm-hmm. everything mean, he didn't have he didn't he wasn't liked much but mm-hmm. he had everything but he knew that Jesus held an answer that he was looking for yeah and I think I think that's so important too I think that's that's where our our part of the story comes yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. Like we also need to acknowledge our limitations. Yeah. But but truly Jesus is the hero of our yeah. story. Yeah.
0: That is so good and and we we try to find a comparison to the character of Zacchaeus a even in in today's world. Like it, it I kind of see a stinker, a little stinker in a group, you know. <laughs> the kind of kid that nobody everybody is going to pick on because they're just kind of bullying everyone or I don't know it's just really interesting to see how Jesus valued Zacchaeus when everyone around him hated him yeah and you 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 know we see the story it's kind of kind of nice you know ending and of course it's kind of romanticized a little bit but when you think about it he was the guy who nobody wanted to be friend with yeah you know of course you've got the poor and the outcast the people who have like no uh, no means at all to climb the ladder and to make it in their li- in their lives but Zacchaeus is the kind of guy he had like you said everything yeah yet he was really hated and for a reason like he was, Yeah, he'd done it, them wrong I yeah mean, he'd,
1: he'd really he had, re- he had really hurt them too yeah you know and and You know, I mean, Jericho is probably a fairly decent big city. So maybe not everyone knew him per se, but, you know, who knows? Maybe he was dressed in a way that, oh Mm. yeah, that's the tax collector. You know, Mm. obviously he'd be dressed better than, than your normal peasant, you know, in the the city. Um, So there's, there was definitely um, um, this idea of um, not, not feeling loved, not feeling accepted. Um, And what really strikes me is, you know, Jesus is for everyone, yeah. and you know, but he, but he responds to those seeking after him too. Mm. So he offers himself. Yep. He's been seeking everyone. Yes, but it, but there's a there is a part that we do play. Yeah, you know, Zacchaeus could have stayed home, yeah. and then Jesus would have gotten to that tree, and no one would be up there. You yeah. know. And so there is a part where we, we have a part to play. And so are we hungry enough mm-hmm. to, to desire that? Yeah. Are we going to be like that, that man that goes to look for that precious pearl right. and, won't, and won't stop until he yeah. does? Like there has to be a sort of desperation. And that was one of the things I was calling out mm-hmm. for us too, is just, you know, are we desperate for yeah. more? And if we are, well then like Zacchaeus, we're going to do desperate things. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I think that's a really good point. And when I think of Jesus... Um, Jesus calls and the way he behaved around Zacchaeus was probably just um, stirring up uh, anger and confusion among the crowd. And you, you, when you read the gospel, clearly you see Jesus being really for the poor and the needy, mm-hmm. those who are outcast and those who are rejected and those who are oppressed. Right. But here, he is, uh, it's not that he's siding for Zacchaeus, but he's saying this guy deserves. He he deserves not, not by his own merit, but he is also part of um, the flock. Like he he's loved by God, yeah. and I think that challenges every preconception that we have about uh, who God is yeah. in this story. Because you can think, well, yeah, God is you know um, with we a humbled. But you know, God is for everyone, yeah. and I love what you say right now. When you say God is for everyone, and and I also love the fact that you said red letters. The title was uh, our name. Mm-hmm. That really mm-hmm. touched me because I I wrote down my name, and as I wrote down my name, it's like, man, this is for me. Like, yeah. if I told my wife yesterday, you know, um, Carrie, if you would have been, uh, you know, few you know a few years after the story was written by Matthew. Maybe Matthew would have written, and Carrie was climbing up a tree, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Jesus would have called, "Hey, Carrie, come down. I want to yeah. go and, and have dinner with you." Yeah. The invitation how, is for everyone. Right? How amazing yeah. that
1: Jesus is so uh, close to us, like this. And I want to reiterate, because I was—I just thought of this now. You know, how does Jesus end that that story before he goes on to talk? Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he, he actually goes into a parable after um, of the of the. The parable of the unforgiving servant, I think, is what it is. But, Mm -hmm. but the last thing he says is, "For I have come to to save the lost." Yes. Um, Again, without Christ, we're all lost. Yeah. But you know, the mind-boggling thing to me is he's walking. He points out Zacchaeus. He's surrounded by this crowd. Mm -hmm. In fact, you know, we're gonna one of the encounters we're gonna talk about. And I think it's even next week. Is uh, he's on his way to go heal someone, but there's this woman that's gonna reach out to him in the crowd. And so it's, it's, again, this idea of like, man, are you ready to reach out? Are yeah. you ready to do something yeah. about it? Because this whole crowd was loud around him and, mm. you know, save me and save, you know. And so Jesus wasn't ignoring them. Yeah. But he was, you know, who knows, even people maybe were being healed as he mm. was walking. We don't know all the stories. You know, mm. even the Bible says you know, we can't write everything yeah. that Jesus did. But it's just interesting that, um, in this case, John just really points out. He's moved by that story of Zacchaeus, but it's to, he's come to save those that are lost. I, I would almost add, and I'm very fearfully, I'm not adding to Scripture, but this idea of to save those that recognize that they're lost. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's the thing, is yeah. those that recognize that they're lost. And when they recognize it, they'll do everything. Mm-hmm. And, they won't, and, and and you know, status won't care. Think about it. This is a rich man. The chapter before, if I'm not mistaken... There's And I almost wanted to do the comparison with it. There's the story of the rich young ruler mm-hmm. who actually mm-hmm. leaves and refuses yeah. because he can't give away yeah. His everything. Possessions, yeah. And so you yeah. have this contrast between the two. Right. It's the same kind of status, yeah. but one won't pay the price in a sense, yeah. and the other one does. Grace is free, yeah. but there's still a price to pay. Yeah. Are you hungry enough? Are you desperate enough? Yeah. Otherwise, you could just go on with your life and um, become this lukewarm Christian, that revel in Revelation turns out that's even worse. Yeah, you can choose a status quo. (laughs) Hence, (laughs) hence the question of Jesus so many times in the
0: Gospel: What do you want? Like, what do you want me to do? Yeah, you know. And he he had he was speaking these kind of words to even poor people who were, uh, you know. Lay down for so many years mm. and it's like, you know, pick up your mat and you know, but you have to pick up your mat. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I love that. Let it. it be done according to your faith. Exactly. Yeah. Like how desperate are you mm-hmm. to change? And yeah.
0: I, that's why I, I love the fact that you ended on a, a call to do desperate measures because mm. we really are in desperate times when we realize the weight of our sin and yeah. our uh, alienation from God. So I wonder as we close this uh, podcast for today, if you could encourage us with maybe a practical step. Uh, in the Christian walk, that is a really good representation of a kind of desperate measures we could like it 's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. You know not everyone is called the same way to give up certain things, you know certain things have a certain like grip on us, and we really need to let it go. But I know in my own life there 's been times where I had to be hungry enough, and my hunger caused me to give up things for the sake. Of being, um, of making room for God to, to move. move, and so I wonder if you could give us some practical steps, or
1: maybe a personal testimony and encouragement as we close. I mean, I think the, the the first thing that came to mind as you were talking was uh, just this idea of, of being hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if that hunger is not there, you're not going to really want to taste and mm-hmm. see that the Lord is good. Um, and I think that the hunger comes, you know, the more you um, develop just a regular, um, um, you know, relationship with him. Um, and, and I believe that it's the kind of meal where you're just going to always want more. Yeah. You're going to be satisfied, but at the same time, you're going to always want more. Um, and so, you know, it comes back to, this, to, to the disciplines mm-hmm. of the Christian life, you know, mm-hmm. of, of talking to him and hearing what he has to say. And uh, being surrounded by other like-minded people mm. on the same journey, and um, looking how you can also make a difference. And mm. it, I mean, it really is just the the basics. I, I often say this, but you know, you really want to grow, then then keep doing the basics well. Mm. I think I even said this last time. But just a soccer player, he he can do incredible flips and run for hours. But when he first comes to practice, you know, spring training or whatever, he's just going through the yeah. basics. Yeah. And so we just go through the basics and we, and we, um, and we walk this life, you know, uh, I, I, I like to you know, walk, walk this life every day making the most of it mm-hmm. and seeing, okay, who will you put on my trajectory yeah. that um, I can help move the needle for, for yeah. them. Um, and who can you bring in my life that'll help me in my walk with you? Mm -hmm. And so I pay attention. So maybe that would be a key word is just paying attention to the signs, paying attention, maybe to future, uh, sycamore trees out there that God has for you, uh, so that you can uh, keep on entertaining that relationship Mm. with him. Because the bottom line, the call, the invitation is hurry, come down. I want to stay with you, and mm-hmm. that is the invitation for all of us. He wants to eat with us. You know, yeah. Revelation three twenty says he wants to eat with us. He yeah. wants to come in and eat with us, spend time with us. Um, and I think from that, you know, there will be um, there will be the result, the fruit of yeah. that, and, yeah. and a life that shows. Yeah. Um, and that's what happened with Zacchaeus, a yeah. life that shows. Yeah. But it's because he was first invited into having a meal mm-hmm. with the Savior.
0: Yeah, and I think of worship too as a response. Um, I mean, I know that sounds really simple, but like you're saying, it's about going to basic. But in worship, you see people stretching out their hands in desperation, Mm -hmm. like unless you come now, unless you meet me now, I am. I can't do it. Like there's no way I can keep going. And I think that's the kind of desperation. It's a great heart posture
1: for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, um, well, thank you so much, Pastor Brian, for um, helping us to really consider the story of Zacchaeus and and, and focus our attention on the gospel and the message of love and grace that Jesus has for us. And we hope that's truly an encouragement for all those of you who are listening. And for today, that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola, or go to the website at generationpensacola.com. And from wherever you download your podcasts, if today's teaching impacted
1: you, We'd love to hear about it, so please drop us a note.